Um, as I mentioned earlier, I have the supreme privilege of welcoming Deborah Johnson, known to me my whole conscious life as Aunt Debbie. And um, she's going to come share. I asked her to share. And I'm looking forward. So just open up and receive what God says to her to you. Aunt Debbie? Okay. Okay. Great. I got to hand down to that time. I roll. Yeah. She's a teacher. <laughs> oh. Hand out. Oh, my word. You're stapled in everything. Yeah. <laughs> it is all scripture. <laughs> You're welcome to look at it now, or if you want to just, you know, have it for reference later. Um, I just felt the Lord really speaking. <laughs> Um, that his word is powerful and it is our sword um, and Jesus used the word to save himself so um, when Travis first said something to me about um, speaking he said uh, something about prayer and so that's what kind of stuck in my heart that um, I was just supposed to share about. And of course, prayer is huge. Um, so I'm just trying to be faithful and speaking the words that I felt like he was telling me that he wanted me to say. And the first thing, um, the first thing he said to me was, um, <laughs> remind my people who they're praying to. Um, I think sometimes, I don't know the way it is for you, but sometimes I say, oh, it's prayer time. I'm going to pray. And I'm not really focusing on who I'm praying to. Uh, and so the first uh, page of scriptures are just, I'm not going to read all of these. Um, of course, we, when we think of God, we automatically think, oh, he's the all-powerful, our creator, the Alpha and Omega, and all those things, yes. But um, he is a great and awesome God, wise and mighty in strength. But he is for us, and if he is for us, how can anyone or anything be successful against us? So we are praying to our rock, our strength, our portion, um, to our Heavenly Father who is gracious, slow to anger, loving kindness and truth. And sometimes I think we come to him um, with a heart waiting to be pounded on, um, waiting to be called down for him. But that's not, that's not, that's not who God is. He protects us. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding, abounding in loving kindness and truth. And his ways are always blameless and perfect. Um, you can trust him fully. His ways are always blameless and perfect. And he is always working for our good. And he is a shield to those of us that trust in him. Um, he is our salvation. Um, and this verse of the, um, down in Deuteronomy 33, 27, the eternal God is your refuge and your dwelling place. He wants us to dwell with him. And underneath us are his everlasting arms. And I, I just love the picture 
of that because we do stand on the rock, yes, but I love the picture of his everlasting arms because it reminds us of a mother and a father and, um, and just the, the lovingness. And he drove out his enemy, our enemy before you, and he said, destroy and I love that part. Um, he was like, he said, destroy to my enemy. So my enemy, who is Satan, has no authority over me because I am wrapped in his everlasting arms. And God is with you wherever you go. Um, and then, so we see all these things, how he's faithful, he's perfect, he's merciful, he's mighty, he's a rock in our strength. But then Jesus told us to say, you're my father. He, he told us to call him our heavenly father. And he said, and I will be a father to you and you will be sons and daughters. For you have not received a spirit of slavery um, leading to God's judgment, but you have received spirit of adoption. And we cry, Abba, Father. Um, so he is a God of relationship, a God of father. And I've you know, when I think about, you know, being a parent myself, and I think about my kids, I try to think about that sort of relationship when I pray to God, because knowing that there isn't anything He wouldn't do for me, and no matter how I'm feeling, or or no matter what I've done, He's always working for my good, and He's always redeeming it. And he's not coming down in judgment and uh, condemning me, but he came to to love me and to, and for me to be what he's called me to be. So he's also the most powerful. Nothing is impossible with God, but he's also the most loving. He loves us with an everlasting love, and he's always working for our good. And... If we parents know how to give good gifts to our kids, how much more will our Heavenly Father give what is good and advantageous to us? And, you know, we just we just have to believe that. We have to know who God is. And um, He is a God of relationships, and what He wants is us. And what He wants is our time and our love and um so that was kind of the who. And then I thought of John 3.16, too. Um, you know, for he loved us so much, he gave his only son to die for us. What greater, you know, show of love is that? So then when we, we were talking about, when he was showing me about who, talk about who, also kind of like what, this is the kind of the what, part of like what is prayer you know, what is it and that's, that's you <laughs> there's a lot of things but it this verse in Hebrews really spoke to me because it's coming into his presence he said therefore let us with privilege and I used the amplified version and all of these just because so many of these verses are so familiar with and when we hear them we almost go into automatic mode and so I pulled these out because they pull out explanations for what some of the words mean. For let us approach with privilege. We have privileges to approach. God, he has given us a privilege. 
to the throne of grace, that is, the throne of God's gracious favor, with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in time of need, an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. So prayer is, thought of it, it's like our portal to power, but it's also our fellowship. It's our small group time with him. It's our conversation uh, where we get to know him more and where he speaks to us. Though we are entering the unveiled presence of God, we enter the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. And so many times when I read the Bible, I'm like, I'm so thankful I'm a New Testament person. <laughs> because I get, I because of what Jesus did, I get to enter the Holy of Holies myself. Um, and have and speak to him, and he speaks to me. Uh, the other thing that was really coming to me was that God has a team for us. He has a team. The Holy Spirit is part of his team and Jesus, and they both intercede for us and pray for us. And sometimes I don't even think, sometimes I forget about that. And I think, you know, the Holy Spirit is actually up there speaking to God and interceding for me and things that I don't know I need. And, and at times when I can't even speak or I don't know what to speak, that the Holy Spirit is saying, you know, Debbie needs this right now. She doesn't even know it. <laughs> so we're going to do this for her. We're going to send her this person at just the right moment. <laughs> um, we're going to... Um, Just the right doctor. And just the right nurse. Because we know what they need. And that's happened to us. So I know it. And I'm going to put this person in your life. Because I know at this point in your life, you're going to need them. And I'm going to let you go through this hard time right now. Because I know what you're going to learn from this. It's going to help you through this time. And it's going to help some people. And that Jesus is also interceding. Sometimes. I don't know, my mind goes funny places. I don't I hope this doesn't seem trite. But I'm like, they're having a little some small group about me. <laughs> They're in their little thing. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God are like, hey, let's do this. They, she's going to need this here just soon. God's like, oh, yeah, let's do that. But I think sometimes we don't really think about the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God as real. But they're real, and they really are. Um working for our good and speaking about us and I don't know, I just like that whole team thing. It's like, go team! <laughs> and that's everything that God does is reflected in earth and 
the team whole team thing is important for us too. I mean, we need each other. You know, God didn't decided he wasn't going to be by himself. He's going to have Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and then he wanted all of us. Um, so, and prayer also brings God's kingdom from up there, the throne of Christ, down to earth. And that's what we're that's what we're called to do, is bring his kingdom from up there down to earth. Puts boots on the ground. Um, prayer, like think of those big angel boots <laughs> coming down like when we're praying. I've also I've always seen this picture of the man praying at the table. Have you ever seen that picture of the older man praying at the table? And it's just a really sweet picture, and it's true. But I always think of what's going on in the background when that man's praying. It's like walls are coming down, angels are being sent out. <laughs> you know, it is a sweet prayer, but it has power, and in the unseen world. It's like creating all kinds of life and beauty and changing things. Um, whenever we pray, we bring, whenever we pray in alignment with His will, we're bringing His kingdom down here um, to earth. And uh, I just, uh, I would love to get that painting and, and paint stuff in the background. <laughs> just look at what all God is doing in the unseen because he's told us that we are to fix our eyes in the unseen. We are not to focus on what we see in our circumstances because that will always very frequently discourage us. Um, and that's not where he that's not where he is. So um, that's kind of the what. There was there's a whole lot more of what prayer is obviously but I want to move on to a little bit of the how I'm not going to get into a lot of that because <clears throat> he had a word um, for me to say after that. Um, but the scripture with all prayer and petition, with specific requests at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition. Eating, interceding in prayer for all God's people. So, um, specific requests at all times, on every occasion, in every season. I love to pray when I'm exercising. I, I, when I'm moving around, there's something about sometimes being still. I, I'm just, and when I read the word, it's not like I have my Bible study, I'm in prayer time. It's like they're totally intermixed. It's like I'm reading, and I was like, yes, I'm going to pray into that. And I'm going to pray for these people. And um, so the pray without ceasing and interceding at all times is is becoming more real to me. And I'm trying to uh, make it more real once I get out of like when I'm at work and when I'm different places. Um, to be alert. He, he says to be alert and aware and sober and vigilant and... So I think it's important for us to do that at all times, like I said, not just at a certain time that we decide we will pray or read, um, because we, we need it every moment. And uh, 
And also I've noticed a lot in the Word it says about being persistent in your prayer. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, who keeps on seeking finds Him, and who keeps keeps on knocking it will be opened. And pers- um, He wants us to keep asking. He wants us to keep, He doesn't, I, I think it's because He just wants to stay in relationship with us. Uh, it's all about being with us. I know with my kids, I just want them to spend time with me, you know? Just spend some time with me and my grandkids, <laughs> you know? Keep asking, keep seeking. I, I love the interaction, and, and that's, and you know, the Father loves being in relationship with us. Um, and again, he says, be unceasing in your prayer. In every situation, no matter what the circumstance, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. For this is the will of God. So prayer is full of thankfulness, persistent, unceasing. Be expected, expecting Him to move. Um, I know I've been guilty of this before when someone, you know, has a problem or something, and I'm like, well, the only thing I can do is pray for you. You know, and it's like I should be saying, watch out, I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) And things are going to change. Because that's what happens. Um, and pray the word. I mean, that's why I wrote so much scripture. Um, the word is our sword. It's our offensive weapon. And, and, you know, I've always loved the armor of God. That has been special in my life. Always has been. But a lot of the other pieces of the armor are de- are defense, you know. And so, what good is a soldier without his sword? You know, he can have his head protected and he can have his feet ready. But what what good is he without his sword? That's how we conquer the enemy. And um, so, the scripture, praying the scripture over yourself and over your loved ones. Um, yeah, I just that's just something I've always done. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and the Ephesians scripture with the putting on the full armor of God. Be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from Him, and be empowered through your union with Him. Okay, it's not something we put we do or put on. It's we're empowered through our union with Him. And when I was thinking about the faith-filled prayer and God increased my faith, increased my faith, well, Jesus had perfect faith because he knew who his father was. He was in so close relationship with him and had been there from the beginning of our creation that um, that wasn't something he had to work on because he knew who God was. So I think the prayer of faith comes from knowing who God is. And the way... We increase our faith to spending time with him, reading his word and finding out who he really is. Um, the, um, the scripture about um, the armor, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the forces of this present darkness, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And we need our, our spiritual weapons for that. Um, this verse was very, these, 
verses were very important to us when we were going through our uh, going through the valley of the shadow of death, basically, with Chris, our oldest son. Um, man, you want to learn about prayer? The child that has cancer, you learn about prayer. Um, we walked through a lot, but I mean, God taught us so much. And uh, one of the things my dad did was he typed out two pages of scriptures on the And uh, he passed them out to everyone who's in any kind of authority position over Chris his basketball coaches, his youth leader. And he walked right up to him and said, these are scriptures to pray over Chris. And, and you know, they might not have known anything else to pray if they had the word of God. And uh, that was so important. I thought, you know, he, he handed it to Chris's basketball coach. Uh, I wasn't really sure at that point. I think he was coming to believe in Jesus and out of faith. But it wasn't maybe one or two months after he handed him that page of scriptures then that coach's very own son was in the hospital, very sick. And I thought, I wonder if he used those scriptures. You know, I wonder if that was part of the reason. Um, but there was one point when um, the Lord actually gave me, a, let me see a picture when we were praying for Chris and just, uh, let me tell you, Chris's um, sickness was, we, oh, I just knew it was an attack of Satan. I just knew it. And as we prayed, I knew it was Satan trying to steal him off this earth before his time. You know, and I know not everybody's sickness is, everything's different, but, but we just knew it was an attack from the enemy. Uh, when we prayed, we knew. So when we were praying one time, you know, just plead, pleading, pleading the blood of Jesus and speaking God's words over him, I saw Satan. And he looked like Rumpelstiltskin, actually. He looked like a little mad man with stamping feet. And as we were praying, I watched him slink, and I say slink because it was out, out of our room backwards. He didn't turn around. He was being pushed out of the room, and he went back, and then boom, he was gone. And I know there was a difference after that. Um, I, I just know there was. Uh, and God told us that Jesus has disarmed the enemy and we see him and have to remember that Jesus has already disarmed him but he's still obviously working and then of course the in Jesus name whatever you ask in my name and it says as my representative okay when you are in line with the spirit and speaking like Jesus to you know, at, when you're representing Jesus and you ask in his name, he will do it. So that the Father can be glorified and celebrated. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Um, and the team thing, 
it's so important for us to. We do need each other. Um, it says, when two believers on earth agree about anything that they have within the will of God, it will be done for them. And he tells us, therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt, persistent prayer of a righteous man is able to accomplish much when put into action and is affected by God. And, you know, in our small group, I was um, telling them I was, you know, suffering with sickness and different things, and, and I was just, like, struggling with, I believe you heal, Lord. I'm praying for my healing, and I'm just, you know, still struggling. And Laura said something, um, and I was like, but sometimes or always we need other people supporting you know to see the answer and you know and after that Tim was hurt his back and he was we were praying and then I said Tim I think we're supposed to send this out I think you, we need to leave people right we need to do what God said and said call for the elders to come in. I think sometimes we suffer with our problems thinking that we can just pray through it, which we may be able to, but we've got a whole body of people. You know, and a lot of people, of course, I, I like tend to spill my guts about stuff and ask for, you know, some people are very quiet about they don't want to let people know they're going through something. Or they don't want, or they don't want people to know that this is happening in their family, or that is happening in my, their family. And I think sometimes Satan uses that to keep it under disguise, so that it can't be prayed about. And I'm like, get it out! I, I'm just one of those. Let's get it out there. The more people that pray about it, the better. Yeah. And I think Satan uses that as a tactic to keep us defeated, is to make us think we have to keep these things to ourselves, and we don't want people to know that we're going through these things. But um, he says, confess your sins to one another. Call on one another that you may be healed. That it's a step of obedience. But um, And I also <clears throat> sometimes call up the prayers that have been prayed over me by people who are no longer here. Because I know they're still... I know their prayers are alive and active as the day they pray them. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we think, oh, well, this person isn't here anymore to pray for me. But any any prayer that's been prayed by the Spirit of God is just as active now as it was when it was uttered. So when I'm going through something, sometimes I'll say, oh, Lord, I just, I just agree with those prayers that have already previously been prayed over me. Especially for my healing, I've been doing that a lot about my eye. And I specifically mentioned the people that I know that have prayed for the Lord about the healing of my eye. And I just continue to, I just continue to agree with that. Um, and it will happen one day. don't know when, but I know it will. Because uh, I know those prayers were led by God's Spirit. Um, this last two pages are a word that... Um, a couple weeks ago, God spoke to me about, you know, some of this, about what Satan's trying to lie to us about, and what he says for us. Uh, he's already accomplished, he already has our destiny already worked out. 
He already calls us sons and daughters, and he wants us to pray for our rightful destinies that he's already decided for us, and he's already had for us. And Satan is always trying to hide the truth. He's trying to hide your rightful destiny from you in any way that he can. And uh, one of those ways is to discourage, to discourage us. Um, and so the attack is discouraged, so we claim encouragement. And we ask for God because we know he causes all things to work together for our good. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My mercies are more than enough. And in your weakness, I am, my power is being perfected. And Paul prayed that the, our Father who has loved us and given us everlasting comfort and encouragement. So when Satan says, discourage, you say, Father said he has given me everlasting comfort and discouragement and encouragement. And by his comfort and encourage and strengthen your hearts. Keep them steadfast on course in every good work and word. And keeping steadfast and staying in the word, um, he will encourage you and keep you steadfast. It says he will encourage you and keep you steadfast. Our discouragement can be measured as temporary and in a certain time. It's for a certain season or a certain time. But God's encouragement, he says, is endless and beyond all measure. He says, for our momentary light distress is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, beyond all measure, transcendent splendor, and endless blessedness. So short encouragement, endless blessedness. And God is renewing, he says he's renewing our inner spirit as low encouragement. So, um... The delay detained. Satan, you know, is always trying to make us feel like things are delayed for us, they're not in the right time. He's detaining us a certain place, but God speaks release, accelerate, and wait. Um, who began a good work and you will perfect it, complete it. You know, he will complete the work. And those who wait in the Lord will renew their strength. And wait patiently and expect the Lord. Expect him. So when you're praying, expect him to move. And at just the right time, um, at just the right time, he will do it. Um, another thing Satan is distracting and disguising um, to get our eyes off. Um, but we are to focus on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. He starts our faith, he finishes our faith, he perfects our faith. Um, be sober, be vigilant, be alert, and cautious all time resistant. That that helmet of salvation. Um, the defeat and destroy. God speaks victory and restore. He's trying to defeat and destroy our relationships and our effectiveness with others. Um, but God's able to make all grace come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work. And he himself will complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. He himself will do it. Um, because he that's in us is greater than he that's in the world. And um, that... 
was the word that gave me the nail. And so I feel like he's saying anything else. And I just want to thank him for doing these things for me, because I'm telling you, to get up, to be able to speak in front of a group of people, I had to say, well, Debbie, do you believe what you're saying? (laughs) Do you believe these things that I will complete it? I will make it happen. I'll be the strength to do what I'm calling you to do. I can use you to speak the word. And I've always told them, I said, I've always said, you're the greatest privilege that we can ever have in this world is to speak your word to your people through church. And and spur them along, you know. So I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful for you guys. And David, would you pray just your message over us? Sure. Um, Lord, I just, Heavenly Father, we thank you because we know you are good. We know you are perfect. We know you love us. We know that you are working all things for our good. And we speak that over each person here. And we come against any voice of the enemy that try to tell us otherwise, that try to discourage, delay, detain, destroy. Um, Lord, we speak your words of truth. We take your sword and spirit. We take the armor that you have given us, Lord, and we um, we just rest in your presence, too, Lord, because you're doing the battling for us. You've already got our destiny from beginning to end, and you know every person that's supposed to be in our life. You know every place we're supposed to be. You're all, you've already put all these people there. You've already worked our whole life out, and we do not need to worry. Or be anxious. We just need to praise and thank you and be in relationship with you. So we pray that in each person's heart you would increase their desire to be in relationship with you, to know you more, to love you more, and we will always find you faithful. We will always find you faithful. And you will bless us in ways that we can't even imagine. No matter our circumstances. Help us get our eyes off of what we see, off of our daily lives, and see what you're doing in spirit. Let us live in your spirit to make a difference in the world with the people who desperately, desperately need you. We pray this in Jesus' name. my perspective, and Debbie didn't have a hint of nerves, just confidence, authority, peace. Um, I feel vindicated that I asked this too. <laughs> um, 